Clark Cave and Trent Reese are both medical service officers, and they've developed the Mind Grapes app, which allows people to share, review, and discuss the movies and series reviewed by the people they trust. Coming up next, I'm Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Navy Federal Credit Union wants to thank the men and women in the U.S. military for their important commitment to our country. Learn more about how Navy Federal is celebrating the commitment that connects them to their members at NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. All right. Uh, today we're talking with Clark Cave and Trent Reese. And uh, Clark and Trent are actually still on active duty with the Army. And you guys are going through a pretty cool educational program. You're both uh, medical officers. Um, we're going to talk about this cool app you guys have developed called the Mind Grapes. But before we start talking about all that, take us back. Tell us, take turns to tell us what each one of you have done in the Army up to this point. And then we also want to uh, listen or learn about what that the program you're in uh, going to University of Baylor while you're on active duty. Yes, sir. Well, I, I guess I'll go ahead and get started. My name is Clark Cave. I commissioned into the Medical Service Corps back in 2006 uh, from the University of Georgia. I have spent since then. I've spent about 15 years in the military. I believe 13 of those I was trying to get out. So I've, I've been developing certain schemes and trying to go an entrepreneurial route until it was just finally, it was too late. I said, <laughs> it, I have to stay in at this point in time. Uh, but I've served, served in Afghanistan. I've done two tours in Germany. Uh, the Army, I owe the Army so much. And eventually uh, I did get into hospital administration, which is its own uh, really excellent skill set, and I've really started to enjoy working in healthcare. But I've worked in several hospitals, been stationed at Bragg, Fort Belvoir. Uh, also, I, I did have a failed stint in the Special Forces, so that was uh, spent a couple years of my life going through the Q course and uh, having having fun there. But that's been my journey up to this point in time. And now we'll we'll discuss the Army Baylor program, but that's where uh, I'm. We're Trent and I are about finishing up. So I'll pass off to Trent. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I'm Trent Reese. I'm a, a captain in the United States army. I commissioned from the United States military Academy at West point back in 2014 as a medical service corps officer, uh, MOS 70 Bravo. So up until this point, I've been really operational. Um, I was a medical, uh, medical platoon leader and second ID at JBLM Washington and then most recently, I had an assignment um, out at Fort Campbell, where I did company command in the 101st. Uh, so as a medical service corps officer, once you hit your, your mid-captain year, so after you finish company command, you have to designate what your specialty is going to be rather than just being a generic medical service corps officer. Mm -hmm. uh, so I decided to designate MOS 70 Alpha which in the army is a healthcare administrator. So part of designating 70 alpha is you have the opportunity to go to this awesome program that both Clark and I are part of. Uh, and it's affiliated with, with Baylor university, but it's taught at Fort Sam Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a, it's a two year program 
The first year of the program is uh, all didactic. So you're in the classroom, you're taking MBA classes. So you're getting your business classes and you're taking your MHA classes, which are your healthcare administration classes. So you have five semesters, five semesters of didactic. And then your second year of the program is a residency where they send us off to a civilian hospital or uh, an MTF, a military treatment facility, where we're basically learning how to do the job in a hospital. Um, so I, myself next year, actually here in a couple months, we're about ready to finish up our didactic year. Um, I'm going to be heading to UCLA health and we have classmates that are heading to Cleveland clinic, um, Mayo, uh, basically all over the country where, you know, they want the, the next army healthcare administrators to learn how to do their jobs from the best institutions in the country. Wow. That's awesome. What a, what a phenomenal program. I mean, uh, there's other programs similar to that that I've heard of over the years, but I mean, yeah, it's an awesome program that you guys are involved in. So, um, and you guys are getting towards the end of that program right now, right? <clears throat> okay. Into the didactic portion. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Clark, dude, I can totally identify what's it. I've been in the army 13 years and the whole time I've been trying to f- figure out how to get out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily trying to figure out how to get out the whole time I was in the Marine Corps, but I always had that from the very beginning, I had this entrepreneurial bug and I was always searching and looking and interested in some kind of side business or something to do on the side where something I might be able to get involved in, uh, build something up while I was still in or possibly roll into after I finally did get out. And then it turned into like 24 years and retiring. Um, and as soon as I retired, I'm like, all right, now I'm going to do it. And uh, one of the one of the yeah. big things I did was ultimately start this podcast. So I can totally identify with that entrepreneurial uh, burn that's inside of you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so where did you come? So you're, we're going to talk about the app Mind Grapes, but talk a little bit about how you guys met in in the school program you're in now, and ultimately how you came up with this idea. So I guess I can start off the, the idea I'll just start there because I had, we had the idea we had already finished. I, we were probably about six or seven months into building the app before I got into the program. So I have another business that is a very kind of very obscure and has nothing to do with military in any way. Not that mind grips does, <laughs> but it's an aesthetics rewards program. So if you were to uh, if you were to go to like get Botox or get plastic surgery, you could use my app to earn rewards and earn points, and it's a loyalty marketing thing that keeps uh, that increases referral and repeat business at uh, medical medical aesthetic practices, huh. largely like cash based. Yeah. So in that, I met my I met one of my partners uh, who is an anesthesiologist who really didn't like doing anesthesiology so much. He's not in the military, but he's basically become the developer of this app. So mm-hmm. he had never developed an app before, uh, actually before our last project, but this is this was our, our full project. We are doing this all on our own. We're not hiring anyone from like Ukraine or, or anything to help with development. So my sister-in-law actually said, I wish there was an app that was like Goodreads. Are you familiar with Goodreads, Joe? A little bit. I haven't used it much myself though. So you can, you can read books and then you put what you've read and then you put, you, you, you create a, your own reading list. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, my, like it was like a, a lightning bolt. I said, that is a great idea. A place where friends can recommend stuff to watch on TV 
versus versus what I've done, what a lot of us traditionally do, which is just like search Netflix and Hulu and Disney and HBO, trying to find something or even trying to negotiate with someone else. Like, hey, what can I watch on TV? So I was like, this is a great idea because a lot of us are overwhelmed with the with the choices, right? Because there's yeah. just so much. It's a paradox of choice. So, uh, so then in there, I started basically mocking this app up and like designing an idea for it. And my partner was like, this is a good idea. So uh, if you're familiar with development, actually, I mean, you're familiar with anything, anything in business, it always takes takes twice as long and it's twice expensive than you, you think it's going <laughs> to be. Right. Yeah. So uh, by the time we get into the program, one of our first classes is a marketing class. Mm-hmm. So Trent and I were in the group together and I had this group. I said, look, I got an idea. If you guys are down for it, let's build a marketing strategy around this idea. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is, this is essentially where I, uh, I met Trent and we, we kind of bonded over the migrates. Trent, if you want to, you want to pick it up from here. Yeah. So when we started, we got grouped together for that project. Um, he pitched this idea. Well, first he pitched the aesthetic app and I was just like, Oh my gosh, like what a niche product. <laughs> yeah. um, and I thought it was, was hilarious, but then he pitched this idea of mind grapes and you, you first hear about it and you're like, yeah, you know, there's some utility there. I could see myself using an app like that. Um, so he said, let's do a marketing strategy around this product. And so we spent a full semester doing a marketing strategy for mind grapes. And I was fully bought in within the first week yeah. of doing the strategy. Um, and after, you know, seeing the beta version of the app and just doing some, you know, some usability testing and everything, I, I knew that there was something there and this was a project that I wanted to, you know, be a part of. So after we finished the marketing strategy, Clark approached me and said, Hey, you know, I see that you, you get it, you know, you get what I'm trying to do with this app. Um, would you let, is this something you would like to continue doing with me? And I said, you know, absolutely. You don't got to ask me twice just because I, I enjoy the app so much. And I think too, I was looking for something, some way that I could apply myself outside of the military, outside mm-hmm. of the army. And this was a great avenue and a great opportunity to do so. So this was probably about fall, uh, this time last year. And ever since then, Clark and I have, we've started our own podcast together. We started YouTube channels. We started, um, you know, social media pages on everything. And, you know, we, we've gotten the app to the point now where we believe it's ready to be branded to the the rest of the world, essentially. Yeah. Now is the podcast and the YouTube channel all in support of the Mind Grapes? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the fun things that we do with the app is basically the whole premise of the podcast is, you know, what's on your mind grapes. So that question is, what are you currently watching? You know, what new shows, what new movies have you excited? Um, And also what over the past week have you watched and what did you like? What did you didn't like? You know, and we kind of just, we try to stay up to date with the, uh, the latest news and, you know, celebrities and movies and stuff. And it's just a great Avenue to kind of put our personality out there because I think a lot of the time with these apps is you think that these apps are being funded and built by these big, you know, whether it's venture capital Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's, there's a lot of money backing a lot of these similar apps out there. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to put a personal touch on mind grapes because it really is three guys trying to make this thing work. Um, We believe in the product. We believe it has a lot of value. Uh, and we know that if, as we get people using the app, they're going to see that value too. 
Wow, that's awesome. All right, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I've seen the commitment that Navy Federal has to the military in my 32 years as a Navy Federal member. May is Military Appreciation Month, and Navy Federal would like to show you their appreciation. For more than 85 years, Navy Federal Credit Union has made it their mission to help people in the military community. Navy Federal Credit Union is open to all branches of the military, veterans, and their families. Members can enjoy an average earning and savings of $352 per year, a savings rate three times the industry average, an average credit card APR 5% lower than the industry average, award-winning 24-7 stateside member service, and over 350 branches worldwide. Show your own support for our troops with hashtag Mission Military Thanks. Learn more about how Navy Federal is celebrating the commitment that connects them to their members at NavyFederal.org celebrate. Insured by NCUA. Dollar value represents the results of the 2020 Navy Federal Member Giveback Study. Value claim based on Navy Federal's 2020 Member Giveback Study. Credit card value claim based on 2020 Navy Federal as low as APR averages compared to advertised industry APR averages as of December 31st, 2020. Published on creditcards.com. All right, back talking with uh, Clark Cave and Trent Reese, a uh, couple of Army officers that are still on active duty with the mine grape. So, um, Clark, you said something. So, your marketing plan that you guys put together, you actually were satisfying a requirement for the class, but it had a real-world purpose. Like, you actually had this idea behind it. And even though the class was over and um, you got an A-plus on the project, whatever, um, you guys can have continued it on beyond that, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, that's a cool concept. And I, I did want to touch on, so too many times I've seen budding entrepreneurs, they got this great idea. And anybody that's been through the entrepreneurial process enough times, when you, when you hit them with your idea, the first thing they ask you is, what's your target audience? And what's the marketing plan? How are you going to sell it? And usually you get a dumbfounded look on the, you know, the excited entrepreneur about their great idea. Like, uh, well, it's such a good idea. It's just <laughs> going to sell itself, right? It's just going to, mar- you know, it's all about marketing is going to happen automatically. But of course we know that's not all not, all not true. So mm-hmm. interesting that you address the marketing issue first or in conjunction with before you even really started to develop the app. Cause you kind of test out the market, take surveys, run the idea past enough people to see what the feedback was initially. Right. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that process of getting it going and as you're doing market research and seeing what the landscape looked like? Absolutely. So, and Trent, Trent can definitely chime in, but what it, what's so funny, a lot of course work or assignments are really perfunctory and they're academic and it's not really how you do things necessarily on the outside. And a lot of our professors wear uniforms too. So we do have entrepreneurial professors, but Mm -hmm. they, they have learned their, they've learned marketing and academia, which is not always, I mean, I'm sure there's some overlap, but you don't go to, you don't go to college to learn how to market. You go to the school of hard knocks. (laughs) However, we did create, I mean, it was like a 25 page marketing plan. We still pull things from so it was that's good. That's, that's one of the values of actually having doing a real world project. Whereas, you know, everyone else had to build like, what did they do? Fake security companies or <laughs> yeah. just like little, little silly things. This is like legit. We're like, when we're looking at this, we want to look at this 
eventually make money. So right. we want to see who watches, who watches movies on their phone and who has an Android versus an iPhone because with limited resources, you don't just build these apps. You don't just get in the app store. And this is probably where a lot of like my previous experience really helps out. Cause like you said, a good idea, uh, a good idea is worthless, right? Yeah. It's every, every entrepreneur for every good idea you have. I mean, you've got to, you got to live and breathe that idea. Trent will tell you this and Trent, Trent, like he said, he bought in and he understands and I just, I, I don't think I've ever really thanked him enough for this, but he's bought in and he said, let's do it. And he's, he's, he grabbed the bull by the horns and he knows, Hey, look, we got Saturdays. We got to work Sundays. We got to, mm-hmm. uh, this is, this is a full-time thing. And it is, it is hard work It's hundreds and hundreds of hours. Uh, for, for those of you who know Slack or teams, we are, we are on Slack or teams and it is, when you're building an app, you're constantly adapting it. You're constantly changing it. You're reading, you're reading the data as to who's using it, how they're using it, what they're doing, what screens they're looking at. Uh, all of these things are, it's kind of a complicated science to look at. And you, you're constantly changing in order to get maximal, uh, maximal use inside of this app. So, uh, but I say this all to say, that's a long-winded response, but it all started with, kind of this concept and uh, who our market would be and whether yeah. they would appreciate it. Cause we all know we have this problem, but do people, are the, did they want a tool to help them fix the paradox of choice of having 17 streaming sites and too much choice uh, of, of, over what to watch? So yeah. Yeah. And if I can, one thing that we talked about on, on our own personal podcast is we think that right now we are in this golden age of streaming where you have all of these major uh, networks and you have all these major studios that are trying to create a digital streaming platform where they can release their latest movies and shows. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing right now is, especially in the last six months, we've seen some of the highest quality you know, content that's just being pushed on all of these separate streaming services. And for a lot of people that don't have something like a mind grapes, it's hard to stay on top of all of these releases. You don't know what movies are coming out. You don't know what shows are coming out. Um, And all of these networks and all of these studios are, are in competition with each other. I think we saw over the past week or so, Netflix is losing users like crazy. And a lot of that could be tied to with, some of the content they're producing, you know, the quality of their content may not be as good right now as your Paramount plus as a discovery, as a Hulu. And so you have all of these companies that are trying to one up each other. So our app provides value for those people that are trying to figure out what is the best movie? What is the best show that is currently out there? um, And where can I watch it? Our app tells you exactly what streaming service you can watch it on and it connects you to that streaming service. So click on that icon. Yeah. It'll take you to Netflix. It'll take you to Hulu and you can start watching right away. I know one thing that's been driving us nuts is you're, you're either you're Googling something or you're on Amazon prime looking at something you're like, okay, we can watch it. <clears throat> nope. Got to buy another streaming service to watch that yeah. one. Got to buy another streaming service to watch this one. It's like, yeah. <clears throat> um, it's almost like everything was consolidated when it was regular cable TV into one, mm-hmm. you know, not really an app, but you know, one guide on your TV. 
and now everything's fractured and separated and you got to buy all, all these different things separately. Even if you have, even if you have like YouTube TV, you got to add Paramount plus, or you got, you got Paramount, but not Paramount plus, you know, and, and it, <laughs> every time you turn around, you find out you don't have a, a subscription to that service to watch that one thing you're looking for. Um, and we're all kind of getting, I think we're kind of getting pigeonholed into watching things that are only produced by Netflix or only produced by Amazon prime. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of, everything's fractured now. And I'm wondering if, you know, over time, if you'll see all this stuff come back together into, you know, less, less divided, um, entities. Yeah. And I think that's where we're heading because you see the shows and movies that these companies are putting out there and it is top quality stuff. Um, you can tell that they spend a lot of money on production and filming these things. And you have to ask the question, you know, me just being an outside observer, are they making their money back in the subscription, you know, in these subscriptions? Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't know, you know, this is completely new to them. Um, you know, moving away from the, the whole distribution of selling to movie theaters. So they're in uncharted territory too. Yeah. So let's touch on the, the mind grapes thing a little bit more. We, you, you touched on it earlier. So I wanted to go back exactly what, does the MindGrapes app do? Well, we say uh, we allow friends to recommend series and movies to other friends mm -hmm. so you don't have to rely on tomatoes. That's kind of our slogan. But essentially, you see what your friends are watching. Mm -hmm. So there's a, right now, there's, like you mentioned, cable is gone. Even the days of like Johnny Carson, when you go to, uh, you'd come into the office and every, Hey, you see what happened on Johnny Carson last night? We all had that. And, and I wasn't around for that, but uh, that, there was, there, there was a universal understanding because everyone consumed the same content yeah. that is now gone. So what we've, so what we said, we need to bring, we need to at least bring things back into a singular focus and through the mobile or through the, the migrates app, your friends are recommending a great show. I'll just give you a great example. Severance. Have you heard of the show? Yes. I haven't seen it. Starring Adam Scott. You may not be subscribed to Apple TV, but we, <laughs> we got on Apple there. TV. I know. I know. <laughs> but let me tell you what the value of the migrant shop. Everyone started watching severance and everyone started recommending severance because it is such a good show. I'm telling you. And we've probably, we've covered it to death on our podcast, but uh -huh. Uh, this is one of these, it, it would have been an obscure TV show that had we not kind of brought it to the fold. We've gotten a ton of people to subscribe to the Apple TV app now just because they want to watch Severance or they've yeah. taken our my password, for instance. But this <laughs> yeah. is, this is so getting people to return to a mobile app is hard. You know, yeah. with Instagram or Facebook, there's always user-generated content, so there's always pictures and there's just tons of information, but what we're, we're dealing with something rather limited. So what, what we really, what we want to do is provide value to our users so that they can see what their friends are watching and then come out of it with at least 10 or so movies or TV shows in their watch list, basically in their queue of things to watch. So when they sit down in front of the TV, they don't spend like average Americans five minutes searching for the next thing to watch. They have, this is a utility. Yeah. Furthermore, we also have a place, we have something called groups 
you can imagine what that is. Obviously yeah. we have groups for people to not only start groups, but to discuss things and for movie enthusiasts or TV show enthusiasts to kind of talk about, uh, trending topics like in Marvel or whatever. And then on our universe page, we just have trailers for people who like to watch trailers. And we have some new in innovative things that we're coming, uh, that we're going to be putting in there too. So like, if you like want to watch a trailer of all the mo movies and movie theaters, for instance, you'll be able to just sit there and scroll and watch, see what's coming out next. And then mm -hmm. hopefully down the road, buy movie tickets in our app to, uh, go see those movies. So is your app free? That's what we cost? do. Yes. It's free. Awesome. Yeah. Completely free. And you know, that's probably a good, sorry, a good segue. Um, but we have poured so much time between Clark, myself and the, the developer, Jason spent so much time just pouring it into this app. But what would you say, Clark, we've probably, we've spent less than $300 throughout the course of this thing. It's getting more expensive, but yeah, we're, we're <laughs> under seven, under $700. Yeah. Wow. Jason must work really cheap. <laughs> well, yes, he does. He, uh, well, we've made, none of us have made any money. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but people can That's, drop thousands of bucks on a developer in no time. <laughs> oh, oh, without question. I mean, the, this is why we, we hope that the, the return on investment is steep. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's why, why we do it. But yeah, I mean, it's been a hundred thousands of hours actually. Yeah. So if how, you, how many, if how you many took users? hourly wages, yeah. sorry. How many users do you guys have now? What are we at? So we're relatively new, but I mean, we're at 260 and oh. we haven't done any broad sweeping marketing. We just launched in February. So, oh, wow. it's, okay. you know, yeah, we're, we're, Great. we're really, really new. So, mainly like friends and family mm -hmm. are on the app as we've, but we have enough users to really test and start to see kind of the behavior. Sure. Cause I think what we're dealing with is something that a lot of other mobile apps in our space deal with. They, you get users who will log in, download the app, log in for, you know, just to see what's inside and then never come back to it. Right. So the art of getting them intrigued and even a step further to get them to invite friends is a challenging one. So oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Do you have to deal with like copyright issues and stuff with, I mean, you know, when you're collating all this stuff together, um, do, are there any copyright issues or anything like that that you have to deal with? Copywriting in the mobile app space is not, it's not a traditional problem, you know, unless it's hard to copyright anything in coding software. Nothing mm -hmm. we're doing is uh, proprietary. You could go start a MindGrapes app or, you know, something similar. Mm -hmm. We have other competitors in the space. So there's other people doing what we're doing, but you could start Facebook right now too. It, it, it's yeah. just, it's about kind of being the, getting the broadest uh, audience first. I'm, I'm referring more to like pulling data on movies and TV shows and stuff. Like you have, you don't have to get their permission to do that or anything like, how's that work? We, so are you familiar? Well, there was a database that we get most of our information from called TMDB. So the movie database and it's, so it's fully open source. So you can just, yeah. uh, you, you sign up with them and you, you, if you go on our mobile app, you'll see, 
the movie database listed underneath all the movies. So you oh, okay. can, you, you know where we actually pull that information from. Oh, okay. That's cool. So what are some of the beginning steps you guys did to you know, just functionally create the app? Like how hard is that? Or, you know, how experienced is Jason or who'd you go to? And what were some of the beginning steps to actually get a, a basic functioning, you know, a, a minimal viable product going? Oh, that is a, that is in, it's a mountain of a question. But <laughs> if, if I'm, if you have an audience member who listens to this, who has never developed an app, app before, mm -hmm. there are no easy, there's no easy road. There is only, unless you have a lot of money. And even if you do have a lot of money, you will probably spend, you'll probably waste an enormous amount of it mm -hmm. trying to figure things out on your own. So the, the best advice I can give anyone I use a software. I've, I've used this for years now. I use Adobe XD mm -hmm. and on Adobe XD, which is, it stands for experience design. It used to be free. It's still free. I think huh. you mock up, mock up a software, mock up the software that you want to mock up. And from every teeny tiny little detail, everything you want in it, every, you can basically put every button, every word, every text, everything in place. And then you can actually link those things. So you could basically build a mock-up of your app and then export it onto a phone. So you would see kind of how it behaves. Hmm. And the better, what they call in software development, lead from the front end. So the, the more thorough you are when you're designing your concept, the easier it is to build out the back and to get to an MVP. So I'll just put it that that way. So, so you're kind of storyboarding, um, the app each, what I want each page to kind of look like this and you just make it look like that. And then you build the functionality. Kind of. <laughs> exactly. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Because in, uh, in general, uh, this has almost been exclusive. Engineers can't, uh, they're not going to, um, what's the term? They're, they're not good with what we refer to as gestalt. They're not good at like interpreting what you want. Right. You have to be explicit. And this is with all most engineering, but this is exactly where I want it. Here's uh -huh. the margins of what I want. And by the way, not all phone screens are the same size, right? <laughs> so you have to, so you have to be very explicit on how exactly you want things to look and appear and behave. And, uh, and this is, I mean, Trent, you've, you've gotten, you've experienced this, like even down to the shadow. So there's, there's things like how not only in 2d, but kind of in 3d, how you think you want things to appear. And it's very design. is just, a, even design is very, very complicated. Like you wouldn't think font size or font boldness has much of an impact on things, but it does the way, the way a font can appear uh, can distract the eye in unique ways that make that almost make you feel uncomfortable. Like, so it's being very, very in tune with every minute detail inside of your software design. This is if you're building what we're building. Yeah. So obviously if is you're it doing, intuitive? I, you know, does it, does it speak to you? Does it, do you automatically see where you're supposed to go? I, really, yes. I think about that all the time when I'm coming across apps and I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. this thing's confusing. Um, 
And a lot of times, since you, if you're building it, you don't know that that part's confusing because you're not seeing other people use it. Yeah. And if I could just chime in there, I think Clark is, he's done this ever since I met him last year, but he is so diligent and keeping an up-to-date design for the app. And he's always storyboarding, like he said, you know, what he wants the next version to look like. And I think Clark is the the biggest critic of Mind Rapes currently as far as, oh, I don't like it like this. You know, we have to adjust this title three pixels to the right. We got to unbold this font. Um, we have to add this feature. So Clark just has the eye and, you know, he's just, he's so diligent for, constantly keeping the app up to date and progressing the app to, to what we think it can be. Awesome. So how do we find the mind grapes? So you, you, unfortunately we are not yet in the Google play store, but Uh if you're an Apple user, uh, just search mind grapes. We're the only mind grapes in the Apple app store. Okay. Um, we are on all social media, we don't, I don't, yeah, I think we're like either the mind grapes or get mind grapes on most social media. Yeah. Our website is the mind mm-hmm. And I mean, for your audience members, we, we would love all your support, you know, by downloading the app and even more importantly, telling a friend and inviting your spouse or your children uh, to the mobile app. It, all the support we can get is just, it, it is, uh, it helps us become better to hopefully be the singular streaming tool in your arsenal. Awesome. Yeah, and if I could plug our podcast too, you can find our podcast. We have a video version of the podcast come out every week on, uh, on YouTube and it's just called the mind grapes podcast. And we release the audio version on all major podcast platforms. Awesome. Are you talking on your podcast? You talk mostly about the app or you you just talk, you like reviewing movies and series and stuff. Yeah. So we're just talking about what we're currently watching, oh, okay, um, cool. what we've liked in the past week, what we didn't like, just throwing out fun little tidbits. Um, and we, what we also do sometimes is we have a screen capture of our phone. So as we're talking about the movie or the show, we're scrolling through what people are saying about it. Okay, cool. Do you guys challenge each other on movie quotes all the time? <laughs> surprisingly no what? i think it's we we have a competition for like who has the best the the worst movie take or the worst show take like dude how do you watch what's it i don't know how do you watch the bachelor or the bachelorette or how are you watching yeah um the ultimatum like such a bad show but we can't just get enough of it <laughs> we oh, call it funny. we call it men like rose too so <laughs> what, what ends up happening in our mind grapes negotiations our spouses have like forced us to watch certain things that like bravo tv i'm like i would have never seen this show like summer house but now i like it <laughs> uh, but funny. i think one of the also one of the things that uh, I think Trent and I, we both, we both bond over is that we try to make everything we do funny. Uh, Cause it's cool. This is a, this is a hard nug. It, it's hard to do this and it's easy. Like it, it's easy. This can quickly become not fun. So oh, what yeah. we try to do is make each other laugh every day. And, uh, and it's really easy to do like mind grapes is a ridiculous name. Like but this is, this is where we started. We want to be kind of ridiculous and kind of make fun of things and be, be a parody type business. Yeah. 
All right. Last word. If if you're if you're talking to somebody that's still in the military, looking to get something started, or they're transitioning out and they're looking to find that idea, or they've got an idea, they don't know where to start. What kind of advice comes to mind? Hey, Clark, if I could hit this before you kind of you wrap it up. Um, if you're currently still in the military and you're considering whether to get out or not, I'm not I'm not a recruiter and I'm not your retention NCO. But there are so many opportunities while you're in the military. Um, there are so many programs out there that are hard to find. Like the program that we're currently in right now, getting our MBA and MHA is a hard to find program and not too many people know about it. Mm. So just ask people in your unit, ask officers, ask senior NCOs of different programs that they've heard of, because there's a lot of opportunities while you're still wearing the uniform. Absolutely. They're teaching entrepreneurship classes at West Point. I've I've had one of the professors on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you, Clark? <clears throat> if you're starting a business, do not spend money on anything that you can do yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you think that you can't do it, you're wrong. Because if you, I feel like if you, I'm not very successful, but like a successful entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you can do everything on your own. You can build your own website. You can get on all these, you can get, you can develop things. If you're, if, if you get into, let's say mobile app development and you don't know, you don't understand, you don't understand coding languages mm-hmm. then people can sell you a lot of BS. Right. And I've spent tens of thousands of dollars buying BS. And I had to learn the hard way that you got to do it on your own. You need to be your, you need to be an expert in what you're doing. Uh, don't, don't waste your money because there are a lot of people out there willing to take your money and they're not going to give you anything. <laughs> Great advice. All right. Uh, Trent Clark, thanks for uh, sharing the mind grape story. Uh, look forward to seeing your guys' future success and have you on the show again here in a year or two when you guys hit that hockey stick momentum here, you know, however much, however long that takes. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Joe. You bet. All right. We are asking Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>